Why do you want to know my name? I want to know who I'm looking at. My eyes don't look like that. Try to calm down, Holly Beth. Oh boy. Oh boy. You feel that, Kaylee? Coursing through your veins? Yeah, but but it's Christmas yes. spirit. Do you feel it? Woo! I do. <laughs> do you feel it, I Mr. do. Crash? Now that now that the birthday spirit has left my body. Hooray! Birthday spirit. Yes, the Christmas spirit. <laughs> Woo! You know, <laughs> uh, speaking of a a birthday is really quick. Uh -huh. Um I definitely and spirits, um, so right? turn 20. Yes. <laughs> yes. And spirits. So, um, <laughs> um, coming up. So this upcoming weekend, so you'll hear this one. And then this weekend we have a bonus coming out, um, which you can hear about how my birthday was on my birthday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but there was a bonus. Episode. Yeah. That, that I'm going to, that, that was, it'll come out on Saturday, but, um, <laughs> But um, I drank a lot that night. Um, it was a Monday. Uh huh. I experienced my first hangover on Tuesday. <laughs> I hate you, and I've said that already. Like we we talked about this <laughs> already. Um, I can't believe that you've never had a hangover before. <laughs> my um my trick is that I chase every drink with. A, a drink of water uh -huh. like so like every like drink i finish i drink a full glass of water so i'm always just yeah that's just that's always what i've done because i'm always like if i was always afraid of like getting sick from drinking so i was, I was like okay if i have water i'm staying hydrated mm -hmm. so i had never really experienced one and then of course you know the next day i'm back in my classroom and i'm like uh, please stop talking <laughs> <laughs> it's too everything's awful that's like, i'm so <laughs> jealous i think i had my first hangover when i was like 19. <laughs> That's amazing. Don't tell my parents. I love it. Shh. Steve, you didn't hear it. <laughs> they didn't hear anything. <laughs> no. All right. Oh, boy. I'm excited for this double episode. Yes. Aren't you? But f I am, too. But first, um, as we're talking about drinking, what are you drinking? Oh, I've got some Trader Joe's Winter Wassail Punch. Um, It's basically Ooh. like... It's like if... Apple cider added, like, berry flavor. That's what it tastes like. Um, and maybe, like, a few more spices. It's really good. And it's really good. I'm not, I didn't mix it with wine tonight, but I, um, I did mix it with wine a few days ago, and it was really, really good. Dangerously good. I love will. that. Yeah. I love it. Fantastic. Um, Highly recommend. I... I'm going to have to. That sounds amazing. I'm taking it easy this evening just because I'm still recovering. Because also, um, on Saturday, I was house-sitting and I drank an entire bottle of tequila wine by myself. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> what brand did you say that was? Flybird. I have um, some of that in my um, in my fridge. It's got really pretty, a oh really pretty label, right? Yes. Um, I got so some at World I, Market yes, it does. The other day or uh, last I was, week. I say I'm. I, 
I currently am looking at, so I have four bottles on my um, desk right now, but two of them are empty and then two of them are full. So I've drank the lime one and the blood orange one. That was the one I drank on Saturday. Mm -hmm. And then I have a full bottle of the strawberry and the prickly pear. Ooh. Delicious. That stuff is I, they, really I, that's, tasty. I, it is. And it usually, like, and I, but the, the blood orange one, I would say, is the first one I could just, like, drink straight through. Like, I didn't, like, I just poured it in the glass. It, like, wasn't too, because, like, the lime definitely tastes like a margarita. The strawberry one uh -huh. definitely tastes like a margarita. And then this one was a little bit more in the middle. But, you know, probably in two hours, I was like, wow! <laughs> <laughs> so I am just Ooh. drinking. Um, one of my sweet friends had dropped off um, right after you had dropped things off at my house on my birthday. Uh -huh. um, so it's Emma Chamberlain. So, like, she does YouTube stuff. I don't know if you know who she is. But she has a coffee line, yes. and she got me coffee from her. So I Aww. did that. So I've got this coffee, and I have a little bit of uh, creme brulee creamer in it. Ooh. That sounds amazing. So I'm get doing – so you and I both are doing the Christmas spirit just in different ways. <laughs> wow. And isn't that the true meaning of Christmas? <laughs> yes. Um, the drinks which... we had along the way. And the scares we had along the way, because as you had already hinted, this is kind of a twofer. It is. Um, a two-parter. In, in a way, yeah. We're kind of going the same route as we did with our Friday the 13th episodes from the first season of this show that we did called Glitter and Gore. I'm Cammie, yes. that's Kaylee. Um, I yes. don't think we actually like <laughs> properly introduced. Nope. That's okay. We don't we have to. Not. Fuck it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I'm glad you did it, though. It's perfect. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're uh, today we're going to be talking about the uh, 1974 Black Christmas directed by Bob Clark. Um, and then next week we will be talking about the most recent Black Christmas uh, that came out. 2019. 2019, yes, which was directed by who? Who directed it? Uh it's, it's a lady. Tukal. It's a lady. She wrote it. Sophia I say Tukal. she also wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was written, written and directed by her. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be talking about both of those movies. And we will not be discussing the 2006 we, Black yeah, Christmas. We're not. <laughs> I, to be perfectly honest, until a few days ago, I forgot that movie even existed. Mostly because I've never seen it I've... before. <laughs> Um, I forgot it existed until right before we press record when I saw that it was there. I, d I have <laughs> yeah, seen yeah. it. I ha <laughs> I have seen this one, but it's only because of like who was in it. Like uh -huh. it's got a really interesting cast, but uh, nope. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, I I feel like I have to see that one. Like I should see it just because it exists. I mean, like, you've got Katie Cassidy, Michelle Trachtenberg. Mary Elizabeth Winstead wow. and Lacey, yes, and um, Lacey Char Charbert. So isn't she? She plays um, Chabert. Yeah, um, Chabert. Thank you. Uh, I, uh, she plays Eliza Gretchen Thornberry. Wieners. Yeah, and Gretchen Wieners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we went for two different names there. Um, we went for two very different ends of it, and um, yeah, no, it's got, I mean, it's got a great cast. It's just, it's, you know, it's just, it's, it, yeah, it doesn't do anything, but yeah. So at some point you should watch it and you and I can discuss it off mic, but we are talking about 1974 today. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, this is one of my 
favorite slasher movies. And it was also one of the really like the first slasher movies that that really kind of solidified what the genre would become later on, like in the late 70s and Absolutely. into the 80s and into the 90s and the 2000s, whenever they were remaking all of the 80s movies in the 2000s. Um yeah, so, uh, True. I mean, you've got, you know, Peeping Tom, which is very similar to this movie in that you don't see the killer. Uh, it's from the killer's point of view the whole time. Oh, that's so chilling. Yeah, uh, not the whole time, but, like, you never s- see the killer. And um, I've actually never seen Peeping Tom, but I, I'm near positive that's how it is. Um in that movie. I, I believe you're correct. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like, Psycho is, like, kind of a slasher. Um, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, Peeping Tom and Psycho came out in 1960. They both came out in the same year. Um, so this movie, along with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You are correct with which, that as well. Okay, cool. With Which, uh, Texas Chainsaw, if I'm not mistaken. I keep saying if I'm not mistaken because I'm, like, not And not I will check it for you. Sure and then every right. time every time you say that, I go, okay, so let, let me look. Okay, cool. So um, I'm uh, Texas Chainsaw also came out in 74, correct? Correct. It was 73 yep. or 74. Okay, so... Um, it was 74. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw <laughs> sort of led us into the slasher genre, and so did so did this movie. So did Black Christmas. This uh, fantastic, super well done film in my in my personal opinion this movie scared the shit out of me the first time i saw it and it continues to the first time the first time i saw this movie was when we did it for um spooky time presents Uh uh-huh was the first time i saw this movie same yeah so that and i i remember when we when we watched it you and i both had that same reaction yeah i Um, watched this movie in the middle of the day um, I wasn't yep. at home alone. I w- it was a super bright December afternoon. I'm sitting there in my room with my window open, like, watching this movie. And at the end of the movie, I'm like, Dad, I'm scared. Like, <laughs> it was so scary. This movie is terrifying. And I feel like you don't hear that about this movie. Um, because I had never... I True. I mean, I always thought that it was just sort of like silly like i assumed that it was kind of like silent night deadly night or like any other christmas right. horror movie for that matter it's just probably sure. a lot of fun um like gremlins or krampus whatever what have you they're all for the most part every you know horror christmas movie is silly they're they're a lot it of fun be to kind of campy you exactly. know exactly yeah. yeah because like christmas in itself is really campy <laughs> so like right, exactly. adding I'll the say horror correct. genre to it is just, just it's a it's a perfect match it really is and um but no yeah this i think the tagline for this movie was like if this movie doesn't make your skin crawl it's on too tight and that's Th- that you perfect. you aced it that is exactly what it was yes <laughs> um because i remember i've i've seen like the, like the trailer for it before um mm-hmm. and yeah, that's exactly how I feel about this movie. It is so scary, and I was not prepared for how genuinely terrifying it was going to be. I will say, if you are going to watch, if you haven't seen this, and you are going to watch it. Um, there is some very crude language in it. Oh yeah, like especially yeah. like right off the bat, like right in the beginning. 
Mm-hmm. Um, which is which is also kind of shocking seeing that it is free on like through YouTube movies. It's free on there right now. Yeah, it's free. Like it's free through on a YouTube few as a company. That's weird. But it's just, but it just blew my mind. Just because I kind of I kind of forget. I, so out of the two times I've watched, it, I, I I forgot when I watched it this time about how aggressive some of the language is. Oh yeah, it's bad. Like I mean. You don't if, expect if, if it. the c if if the if the c word offends you, yeah, nope, <laughs> this yeah. is not the one for you. <laughs> this movie is horrific, um, and yeah. I think on many should, levels. <laughs> and so it should be noted that this uh, movie was directed by Bob Clark, who also directed A Christmas Story, um, like less than ten years later. Um, but it's not just him who was Literally involved nine. with this movie. It, it came out in, yeah, 83, right? So yep. mm-hmm. Bob Clark directed it, but um, you've also got over- overlap with the person who did the uh, the music, Carl Zittrer, um, Reginald Morris, the DP, also worked on this movie and A Christmas Story. Stan Cole edited both movies. Karen Hazard was the casting director for both movies. Um, and, I, I mean, I could go on. He used a lot of his crew from black christmas for a christmas story and you can tell this movie Which looks like a christmas mind. story um <laughs> when you watch it mind. it's like it's like glowy and and it just it's very like vaseline on the lens you know it's it's just almost like really like blurred and like i love the cinematography it's very warm like it just feels can i be honest nice. with you yes I've never actually seen a Christmas story like swear to God, in Katie. order in one sitting. <laughs> really? <laughs> what? Um, and there's oh a reason God. for it. Were so you not allowed to watch it when year, you were a kid? <laughs> no, no, that's actually is not what Simpsons it is. Situation. Ev- okay, go ahead. That was the Simpsons. <laughs> no, no, you're good. But so, um, every year on my mom's side of the family, they like put it on for Christmas Eve. Uh huh. But we're not sitting down and watching it. It's just like playing just in the on. background. So yeah. I know I've I know I've seen the whole movie. Just in but pieces. My brother, my brother, my dad, and I are all so burned out on it because it's like every year and like we don't necessarily like care for the movie. Oh my god, I love that movie. It's my favorite. Um, movie. But I mean, like I, I I think I need to be like oh like separated from it for a bit to like give it a real go. That makes sense. But um, there was there was one year where we hosted and we put on It's a Wonderful Life instead. Uh huh. And one of my cousins was like, when are we going to put on a Christmas story? And my brother looks at him dead in the eyes and goes, we're not. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's so but we just, we just wanted a break. I that movie. I know. But, you uh-huh. know, so I, I, I've seen, I know the whole movie. I just haven't seen it in order in one sitting. So, like, in, in having watched Black Christmas very recently, I would just, I would suggest watching a Christmas story just so you can see the resemblance in like everything <laughs> in that movie because for even, you i will i'll do even, it i'll do you. it even in a, a christmas story <laughs> is really chaotically filmed um and so is black christmas it, it, a, a christmas story was a movie that i didn't love when i was a kid because it was just so aggressive it's a very aggressively mm-hmm. chaotically filmed movie and i think that that's why people who don't like it don't like it um sure also, I feel like if you grew up with um, a father who wasn't, like, angry all the time, you might not like it because you <laughs> might not relate. Um, but, 
Yeah, just because, you know, you're watching his dad, like, freak out about stuff constantly, and it's just, it's like, oh, this is just, like, normal. But, like, for, for other people who grew up in normal homes, it's like, they're like, oh, God, like, why is he always yelling? You know, it's, I'm like, oh, that was just, oh, no. like, every day for us. But, um, no, I love I my father say, dearly, I, I, but, I, yeah, yeah same. he's loud. <laughs> So, yeah. Same with my dad. So, you know, I get it. Yeah, you get it. Loud dads. Oh, Maybe you will so... like a Christmas story. <laughs> I, like I said, I think I just need to give it a fair shot. But I, it's, I think it just blows my mind, though, just to, like, think about the two movies are by the same, like, the same director did it. Because I'm like, holy moly. Because, like, they, you you see the similarities, but the, um, obviously, the, the context of the movies are very different. It is so different. It is... Black Christmas is not a, a magical film about a young boy who gets exactly what he wants for Christmas. That is, that is not what this movie is uh, about. No. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I think that there's another reason why I was so shocked by Black Christmas is because I was like, oh, Bob Clark directed this. Like, this is going to be fun. I'm going to have a good time today. Right. Then I watched it. I'm like uh, done watching it. I'm like slack jawed, just like looking at the screen. Like, oh god! And it's it's such a scary cliffhanger that they end the movie on. Uh, Ugh. yeah. Ugh. I hate it. I literally like when I watched it. Like when I rewatched it today, I literally went back over that scene a few times. I was like, this is just so like, it's horrific. And like, yeah. Like, whenever he's, like, looking through the crack in the door and all you see is his eye and you can hear him talking, goosebumps. Like, I have goosebumps right now oh, yeah. saying that because it's just, it's so chilling. This movie is chilling. And, like, no pun intended. It's a Christmas movie. Haha, <laughs> chilling. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It's, yeah. <laughs> Genuinely terrifying. I like the characters. Um, It feels... <sighs> like Siskel and Ebert would have hated this movie. And I oh, know exactly sure. why. It's because it's just this guy murdering women left and right. And also the, the, the men in this movie roundly suck. Like, <laughs> except for yeah. like maybe the cops, but like still we've got John Saxon from a nightmare on Elm street in this movie. He plays a cop mm -hmm. in this movie and Nancy's dad. Um, but yeah, like they're, they're, you know, helpful sometimes in this movie, but, mm -hmm. and this, I, if I'm not mistaken, this was one of the first, like the call is coming from inside the house movies. Um, yeah, well, cause that was when I was, when we were, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because it made me think of when a stranger calls, mm -hmm. um, which I want to see that when that came out, the original. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it had to have been around the same okay, well, time. It, 79. Okay, yeah, because Car uh, Carol Kane is in that, right? And she's like mm -hmm. young in that movie. <clears throat> yeah, also no, in that Scrooge. is. Yeah, no, so it came out in 79. <laughs> she's, I, I love her. Me too. She's also, she's also in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So. <laughs> yes, she is. Uh, oh my God, I love her on that show. And uh, so do um, I. <laughs> What a, she's she's in Adam's Family Values. She plays the grandma. And, yes, she is. Uh, mm -hmm. Among other things, and the Passover, a, and the and the Passover, and the pacifier. The Passover with Vin Diesel. Aww, the Passover. Um, wow, yeah, she's she's an American treasure. But you know, so she was in When a Stranger Calls, which is you know with the babysitter. Mm -hmm. 
So, um, but that was when I was watching this movie today, that was kind of where my brain went to because that's another movie where it's like the call's coming from inside the house. Yeah. And like the scene in Black Christmas, <laughs> like when it's it's very like frenzied, they're trying to figure out like where it's coming from. And you've got the guy like going back and forth, like checking all of them just so they can, you know, see and they finally find out. And it's yeah. just, it's so scary. Um, That's, yeah. Well, and that's... <laughs> The I want to talk about that scene it. really quick, too. Yeah, go ahead. When the cop calls Jess to, like, talk to her. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, are you alone? And, the, you know, the other cop is like, if you screw this up, you're dead. Like, I'm, we're not messing around with it. Yeah. And then he's like, and so the other cop calls, and he's like, hey, Jess, are you alone? And she's like, no, so-and-so and so-and-so are here. Uh-huh. And he goes, all right, well, you need to just leave the phone and go. And she's like why <laughs> i can go get them yeah. and he's like no just listen to me you need to do this because it's coming from inside the house yeah. and it was like exactly <laughs> what he wasn't supposed to do and i was like oh my gosh i know it was like it was his last resort like she's not gonna leave i need to tell her why um god what a bummer and she still was like okay let's go yeah <laughs> i'm still oh gonna go god. look even though you told me anyways yeah uh it's so scary. And I, I like the characters in this movie, especially Jess. I mean, Jess is such a oh, cool fantastic character. And she's just the epitome of college feminism. <laughs> and just, you know, she's like, I no, I don't want to have a baby. I, you know, want to finish school. I want a career. I don't want to be your housewife. Um, and... Um, we spend most of the movie thinking that she's being punished for that by mm-hmm. her boyfriend, whose name escapes me. What's his name? Probably John. I don't know. I had it. Hang on. Uh, Peter. Peter. I was close. Biblical. Um, but... I was gonna say biblical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she... She's a, just a total badass. And until the end, just fights till the end it throughout the entire movie and i i commend her for that olivia hussey is awesome i i just have to say i love that she took the role because um a psychic told her yeah no way that's so funny yeah i know that yeah she said yes because of us you know so so she she said yes to the role because a psychic was like you should do it um well, yeah, so, so it was kind of a psychic had informed her that she'd be involved in a film in Canada that would make a lot of money, and that was it. Wow. <laughs> it was filmed in Toronto, so she said, okay, cool, and then Good here she her. is. <laughs> yeah. She's best known for playing Juliet in the original Romeo and Juliet movie. Uh, the one that was, oh, like, yes, super controversial course. because she was naked in it in, like, the 60s. <gasps> oh, God. Um, of course. Yeah. Um, but she's also in one of my favorite movies uh, that they riffed on on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Uh, it's called Quest of the Delta Knights. It's terrible, but okay. I think everyone should see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love it. Um, yeah. Amazing. So I. I don't know why that was so dramatic. That was, that was <laughs> harsh, man. I feel like you my should countdown. leave that in. <laughs> like. <laughs> I know it wasn't actually on mic, so never mind. But uh, yeah, that was that was intense. Wow, how scary! In a good it happens way. sometimes. It's fine. In a good way. Um. So, uh, that being said, um, I think it's about time that we rate this movie. If okay. is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? I I wanted to mention um, what's her name, Barb. 
What's your name? <laughs> Sorry, I have to laugh because you're like, hey, do you have anything else you want to mention? I have something. But I have something that just popped into my <laughs> no, ADHD brain. Go for it. No, no. I loved it. <clears throat> it was um, funny. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. Boink. Apologies. Um, it's okay. <laughs> so let me look this up really quick. Um, so Margot Kidder's well, character. I've got something. Yeah, her I... name is Barb. Oh. I'm so sorry. Real quick. Um, no, go for it. I thought she was really, really good in this movie too. Um, even though she's just yes. like kind of an alcoholic and <laughs> complains a lot. She adds a lot of tension uh, to this movie. Just sort of being on the other side, um, like ideas wise as the rest of the girls in the house. Um, yeah. She has this like, I don't give a shit attitude that helps further the plot, I guess. Um, I think I, her, her her character also provides some kind of comic like comic relief as well. Yes, because she is so like brazen. Because she, like you said, she's drunk ninety percent of it, but she's so brazen in what she's saying. She like could not care less. Yeah, she couldn't care less. Yeah, she's just like one of those girls who just isn't afraid to say exactly what's on her mind. Um, so like, I, um, if 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 just, I knew her in real life, like this character, I would probably hate her. But um, I like her as a character right. in the context of the film. Yeah. And I just want to comment on the actress as well. You know, she played Kathy Lutz in the original Amityville. <gasps> yes, she did. Um, yeah, she was like and... Lois Lane in the Superman movies. Too. I was gonna say and Lois Lane. Yep. Right. Um. Yes, yeah. and she was in Halloween too. Halloween 2? <gasps> she mm-hmm. was! I forgot about it. Good for her. Good for Margot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have some other kind of fun facts for you if you if I can just drop them really quick. I would love some fun facts. So, um, did you know that Bette, Bette, uh, Bette Davis was asked to play the house mother? I don't remember if I knew that. <laughs> We did well, the episode so long you. ago that I can't remember. <laughs> well, let me I just try it for the fun I don't, I don't think facts. I did know that. I, that feels like brand yeah. new information for me. Well, That's I am super glad to tell you that. Um, so, um, which I just thought was really fun. So it was kind of, she ultimately turned it down, of course, uh-huh. but um, it was offered to her initially. Yeah. That would have been cool. And then, uh, oh yeah, and that's... Uh, Gilda Radner, mm-hmm. who's known, you know, for she was being also the funniest to person to have ever lived, well. ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she was supposed to be in this movie, and a month before it started filming, she was cast in SNL. Wow, that's amazing. So she, so she was going to play Phil. Okay, and then ended up getting cast in SNL a month before it started to shoot. Oof. So then that's why it went to Andrea Martin. Oh, okay. Interesting. So, and my kind of last final fun little fact for you is that, you know, the eyeball that we have is actually um, performed by, the the hands and the eyeballs were by a cameraman. I think I did know that one. By Bert Dunk. Um. (laughs) It's just fun. Cool. Bert Dunk. What a name. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Bob Clark who did the um, the voice on the phone. 
I would I I think you're right. I'm not completely positive about that, but um I'm pretty sure it was him. Um well, cuz he was they definitely utilized their crew members to try to cut costs where they could. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, uh, you know, so many movies do that. Especially like the lower budget like horror movies. It's fun when you're like, "Oh, those are mm-hmm. actually Tom Savini's hands." You know. <laughs> That's Sam Raimi's eyeball, you know. Um, right. <laughs> they're all all a bunch of fake champs. So, yeah. So you were right. Clark is one of the voices. Yeah. Um, because I know that, um, first of all, if you'd like to find out more information about this movie, uh, we like we said earlier, there was an episode of Spooky Time Presents a couple, two years ago now. Wow. Yeah, I think two. two years ago? That's crazy. Um, we did yep. Black Christmas over on that show. Um but, um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah, the, the phone calls, the girls didn't, like, what they were hearing whenever they were um, acting, whenever they were, like, you know, all huddled around the phone listening to what he was saying. Yeah. The, the dialogue that was being fed to them so they could react to it was much, much tamer than what it ended up being. Okay. Which I guess I'm pretty happy about, (laughs) (laughs) regardless of how stoic an actor you are, that's got to be pretty shocking. Um, So I think they just upped the shock Uh, level later. So yeah, Um, I would like to know where you would rate this on our one through five scale. Oh, I... I've been wrestling with this all day because I knew the question was coming. <laughs> it's okay. Um, no wrong answers. But it's like, I, I know. I just, I guess I, I want to say like a 4.5. Okay. That's a good answer. I was going to give um, it a four. You, you rated it higher than, than I did. Oh, whoa. Maybe like 3.5, I just think that like, 4, around there. I think I think just because of Jess the character, mm-hmm. like I think, like her alone it gives it that like oh yeah four <laughs> yeah she's yeah, Jess is cool as shit. Like but, if this if this movie wasn't written if I didn't know that this movie was written and directed by men and if it wasn't blatantly obvious mm-hmm. because this movie was made in the seventies and like women didn't make horror mm-hmm. movies in the 70s like they did but it was just so few and far between right um compared to now um that i would have assumed that jess's character was written by a woman right well and i think and that's kind of where it gets that like 0.5 off for me mm-hmm. is because the men in this movie are awful oh yeah and yeah i mean like that i mean that's really the big thing for that was where i was like these men are awful like there's there, i mean except for except for some of the cops but like yeah. boyfriend's awful the, yeah. the, the fraternity brothers are awful like mm-hmm. everybody's just awful yeah. <laughs> yeah but i do think just the women i mean even in the sorority the ones they all stick together they're you know it shows a good kind of mm-hmm. camaraderie as well so i'm gonna yeah. stick with my 4.5 poor little claire up in the window that's really oh my that's gosh really creepy. that's so chilling and it is ugh. so scary ugh uh, all right, mm. so um, let's hop into the second half of it, this episode. We are going to do, like like we said earlier, we're going to be doing sort of a two-part discussion comparing and contrasting um, 
Black Christmas 74 and Black Christmas 2019. So if you haven't seen Black Christmas 2019, before you listen to the second half of this, unless you're okay with spoilers, um, I would watch that one. And if you, yeah. you have seen it, then continue. Woo! Yeah. We'll be we'll be right back. A high school girl's been murdered. Mr. Harrison's daughter is missing. And now at the house where she lives, the other girls are getting obscene phone calls. Yeah, what I've done is I've tapped this phone so that when it rings, it'll ring at the station house, too. There was a little girl murdered over in the park tonight. Yes, I heard. Your phone's ringing. Remember those idyllic scenes out of your childhood? Crisp winter nights, star bright, sleigh bells, crackling yule logs, candlelight glistening off of shimmering Christmas trees, chestnuts roasting over open fires, carolers beneath snow-covered window ledges. Remember those. Remember them well. After Black Christmas, they'll never be the same again. Black Christmas, starring Olivia Hussey, Keir Dulay, Margot Kidder, and starring John Saxon as Lieutenant Fuller. If this movie doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Alrighty, here we are in the second half. Cammy, are you ready to, to kind of discuss the uh, Black Christmas of 74 and 2019 right now? I am. I was born ready. <laughs> me too <laughs> um do you want to kind of kick us off on initial thoughts kind of where, where your heart is pulling you with these yeah sure um i okay so i think like the biggest <laughs> takeaway from both of these movies that i yes. that is like the biggest difference is the scare factor um Oh, totally. The the 2019 version is so just I, I, like okay. I, I've I'm like a horror fan. Uh, we both are, and what? like no, I feel like I feel like the, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the 2019 version wasn't necessarily made for horror fans. Like, it, or it was made it was made as sort of a like transition piece. Um, you know, an like, intro. Yeah, if you're an like, intro to horror. if you're maybe interested in potentially watching a scary movie, this would you know probably be good for you. Um, it feels like a good like slumber party movie. Yes, it does. Yeah, you hit the nail. You know what on I mean? Head. Like, like it feels like that. Like good. Like okay, we're gonna watch a scary movie, but like half the girls at the sleepover don't like scary movies. But like, oh no, no, this one's not that bad. Yes, that is exactly the vibe that this movie gives off. Like, <laughs> oh, we're going to watch a it. PG-13 movie tonight, you know, like in middle school at a sleepover. Yeah. Um, like, oh, my God, they said S-E-X. Um, yeah, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, just the difference in the type right. of horror that, because, I mean, the, the 74 version is a slasher movie. 
the 2019 oh, version is like a cult movie. It's a cult movie, yeah. They're um, two different really subgenres, even though they have the same. I'm, I think I'm mostly pissed off that they just used the name Black Christmas when they could have very easily made this movie completely separate from any, uh, from this both the '74 version and the 2006 version that we aren't talking about today. Um, right. Well, I was say that is totally like right of the money. So. Really quick, during that break, um, because I know you had mentioned it in the first half of this episode, but I just kind of wanted to reiterate it, but Mm -hmm. Black Christmas is considered one, like, that is one of the ones where it is considered the first slasher. It goes, like, the top three. It's um, Texas Chainsaw, Black Christmas, and then there was one other one that I just forgot the name of. But, so I just wanted to drive that home, that that is considered, so when you say it's a slasher, it legit is a slasher, kind of one of the ones considered as the start to the slasher genre. Uh Uh-huh. But, you know, the 2019 definitely um, – I, I, when I watch it, I'm not like, oh, this is this is a slasher because it is, it is a cult movie as, you know, we kind of warned you in the beginning. If you haven't seen it already, you were prepared for spoilers here. But, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't – It almost feels it's like – It's too totally – Maybe it's just the hoods, but it feels like, like Scream Jr. <laughs> like <laughs> – I don't know why that I got that vibe. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> that's what it feels when, like. When, like okay well when, when you say it's when you say scream junior that makes me think it's like a musical version of scream yeah yeah like oklahoma Being performed junior. by middle school yeah guys and dolls junior <laughs> scream junior exactly <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh i love it i i have to agree with you that i think that it was a really like lame call to also call it black christmas because they are not the same movie they are not no um the only really big similarities is uh they're both sororities yeah that's it and and then people are going home for like their winter break and that's why there are very few people left in the house Right, exactly, and then I mean, and they're getting killed off. Obviously, those that's the other thing. Yeah, they're in a sorority, and they're getting killed off it's one by one. Comparable, um, I think, to like the new Child's Play that just came out last yes, year, okay. where you know it it it's a play on the original movie, but it's really its own thing. Like if they had just tweaked yeah. Child's Play a little bit, like the remake with Aubrey Plaza, if they had just like you yeah. know just tweaked yeah. it a little bit. It would have been able to have stood alone as its own movie. Um, it feels like a oh, yeah. cash grab when they do that. When they make a remake that is just so... I mean, of course you're going to want to make it different than the original one. Because, like, what's the fun sure. in remaking a movie exactly the same? I'm looking at you, 90s version right. of Psycho. But... Um... <laughs> Like, what's the fucking point, you know? But um, right, right. making it too different doesn't make sense and feels like you only use the name so that you could get attention for remaking a movie that people really love. Right. And well, it's only going to foster negative attention a lot of the time. Right. Um, this just popped in my head. So one of the kill scenes in the sorority in in the 2019 one uh-huh. where like she's walking in the hall and then like the killer like comes out like right away or like comes up behind her kind of a thing where it's like that quick movement. Yeah. Um, It reminds me of like the show Scream Queens, like the like Ryan Murphy show. Uh-huh. 
I've never seen Scream Queens. Where it's no, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. Continue, but um, okay. I'm not going to know no. what you're talking about. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I mean, well, I guess it's what I'm just saying is that kind of way that that was shot is similar to that show, and Scream Queens is kind of poking fun at that genre, anyways. Yeah, seeing that like it's got Jamie Lee Curtis as like the headmaster of the school mm-hmm. for Scream Queens, but. Yeah. So it was just kind of like that that shooting style was just very much reminiscent of that. And again, Scream Queens wasn't necessarily made for your average, like, horror fan. Yeah. So I just, I, I love, I, I love the original. Uh-huh. The original is very, um, blah, 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 blah. like I said, it just... The killer is creepy and you don't really see anything and you just know and those kills are gross and mm-hmm. they are graphic and they are just bleh, you know and then this one it's a little bit more downplayed because again yeah. I, and, and part of it is you have to look at it's a rated r versus a pg-13 yeah yeah that's true um, um i mean it wasn't in our for i mean for argument's sake as you kind of mentioned in the first half of the episode after you finished the original Black Christmas, you're like, I'm uneasy and I'm, it's the middle of the day. Uh-huh. Yeah. This, the second one, you know, I mean, the second one, but the, the 2019 one, it's kind of like, you can watch it and be like, okay, cool. I'm going to go run around in the dark and not be scared. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Like, okay, going to walk home now. Bye. I, it's not. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I cared more. This might be this might be an unpopular opinion, but I think I cared more about Jess as a character in the first one uh-huh. than I did Riley. I would agree with that. I I did care about Riley. Um, and right, as I said, it's not saying that, that I didn't, really, but I think I just cared character. about Jess more. She wasn't necessarily like she wasn't boring but she was just like she had that like jamie lee curtis vibe where she was just like relatable like she seems like the type of person that you would want to be friends with and therefore root for for the rest of the movie right Um, right yeah and like jess just has that air about her too um so i think just overall i yeah i do care about jess a little more as a character i think um we get kind of a deeper look into who Jess is as a person as opposed to Riley because I feel I feel like we're mostly tied to Riley's trauma um and Correct. what happened I would to agree. her in the 2019 version where I feel like Jess's character is just like a little more broad um because we see her relationship with the other girls but we also see her relationship with her boyfriend we see you know her relationship with her schooling, uh, uh, you know, and just the decision that she's, you know, thinking about making in, you know, having an abortion on top of the fact that she and her sisters are being stalked by some lunatic. Like, she's just got so much going on um, that it's, you just root for her at the end because you're just like, oh my God, like, give this girl a break. You know, excuse me. Well, and that's, I mean, and you know, the boy, the boyfriend is also like, marry me. And she's like, I'm not giving up 
my dreams and stuff yeah. to marry you. And he's like, you can still do that, but you're going to marry me. And she's like, no. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which and is, which is another. Like, but yeah. And she's like. Go ahead. We'll say just, I just wanted to finish out my point with, um, where she's like, I don't want to marry you. Yeah. Exactly. And he just like, won't take no for an answer. And it's, you know, Riley's whole situation is just like, Jess's situation is less physically invasive, but there's still that yeah. like issue that both main characters are having where they're being controlled by a man, whether it's somebody who has physically assaulted yeah. them or somebody that they've, you know, they care about and have been having consensual sex with. But all of a sudden he's turning around and going, okay, you need to be like a good little housewife now. That is also incredibly violating as a oh, woman yeah. to be like suddenly, you know, of course, like being raped and, the, and you know, Jess's situation are two completely different scenarios. But 100% they almost go hand in hand, uh, you know, uh, I, I guess when it comes to... I guess just cinematically. Um, yeah. Where Riley's issue is external and therefore, you know, like internal, emotional and mentally exhausting for her. We're, you know, we're seeing it. We're seeing her flashbacks. We're seeing her clam up on stage whenever she sees him, you know, but on to a lesser extent, I should say, uh, Jess is also. Yeah. Her, you know, freedom is being violated by someone that she thought she could trust. Absolutely. And that's, you know. Uh, yeah, everything you just said, I absolutely agree with. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. I. You act like I haven't just rambled through half of what I've said this episode. It's fine. Um, um, should we break right here, perhaps? Yeah, I think, you yeah, know, I think um, this is a good place to kind of put a pin in our discussion because okay. um, next week we are going to kind of be diving into our own thoughts on just the 2019 version. And then we're going to be continuing this discussion, kind of comparing the two. Yes. So in the meantime, you can find me, Kaylee, on the social medias at Your Girl KGen across all social media platforms. Cammy, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at tw uh, and Twitter at Magic Ghost Baby. Um, if you'd like to follow along, see, you know, our posts about our releases, our episodes, what have you, our other show. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at Spooky Time Network, and you can also follow us on Facebook. Uh, if you search Spooky Time Network as well. Maybe someday, hopefully soon, we will get our own social media for Glitter and Gore. One day. By season four, maybe. You'll have to find out. Hooray! But um, in the meantime, uh, don't get tangled up in any Christmas lights. And be sure to lock your doors and windows. Please. <laughs> we will see you next week as we dive into the 2019 Black Christmas. Bye!